Theology Thursday live biblical, her biblical hermeneutics. How do you interpret scripture? Um, if I go through all the other things we've already talked about, even briefly, I end up going over time. I'm trying to limit myself to 12 minutes. So look at the previous ones. I'll try to put our acronyms in the um, description of this one. But today's acronym is going to be GITMA. I tried to do a GITMO, cause it, but GITMA, that's all I could come up with. It's the best I could come up with this. So what we're talking about is um, census literalis, I think is how you say it in Latin. It's where uh, Martin Luther, I think, came up with that term. And it's the idea that the Bible is to be interpreted according to its literal sense. Okay, so do you, somebody will say, do you take the Bible literally? It's like, yeah, of course you take the Bible literally. But what do you mean by that? And so that's the, the question. What do you mean by uh, literal interpretation? And what we're talking about is according to regular ways that we read literature. Okay, so uh, a noun is a noun. A verb is a verb. Uh, but we're also going to be looking at, and this is our GE, is um, uh, genre which is spelled with a G, so it's G-E-N-R-E. -E. These are French words. They do weird things with letters. So, um, genre. You know what the genre of the writing is in the Bible. There is historical narrative. So if you're reading something's historical narrative, it's just like you pick up a history book and you read it, so you're reading it like it's a, a history book, historical narrative. If it's poetry, you read poetry like it's poetry. There's places in the Psalms, for instance, which is a poetic literature that talks about the, the trees clapping their hands. Well, do you mean literally clapping their hands? Well, yeah, literally, which means interpreting things according to the literary uh, ways that we do that, which is poetically, in a poetry, we understand that to be true. So you can take it literally with the literal sense of the way that it's written. Sorry, it's a little crooked here. Uh oh And this is because we spent so much money on our audiovisual stuff. Yeah. And um, there's different types of genres in the Bible, and it can become very important when you're reading something and somebody asks a question, do you take things literally? So apocalyptic literature is another genre in the Bible, and um, you find it in the writings of Daniel, and you find it particularly in the book of Revelation. It's, uh, they have letters at the beginning, and then you have apocalyptic literature. Apocalyp apocalyptic literature is interpreted in the way that apocalyptic literature is supposed to be written and interpreted. When you read a letter, it's different than the way you interpret a letter differently than you would a poem. Now, somebody can write you a letter and include a poem. And so we get to, um, for example, um, Jonah all of chapter 2 is poetry. It's, it's a poem. But does that mean that all of Jonah is to be interpreted like it didn't really happen, it's just a, it's just a poem? And even a poem can be about something that really happened. But So is all of Jonah to be taken as a poem or is it to be taken as um, historic um, narrative? And so some people say we can't take it as historical narrative because... It has miracles in it. Miracles don't happen. There's no way that happens. So it can't be um, historical narrative. It has to be something else. But that's called isogesis. That's reading something into the text. What we want to do is exegete. We want to read things out. What does the text say? We want to pull that out. If a text, and this is all we're talking about in this particular lesson, is in this Theology Thursday Live, 
in this particular <laughs> in this particular case, whether or not you believe the Bible, you how are you supposed to interpret it? And the way you interpret it is the way that it was written. Okay, see. Um, so, is something written as historical narrative? Yes. Do you believe it happened? Doesn't matter. How was it written? So that's important. So we're going to look at at specifically at genre in some later lessons, later lessons. But you have to pay attention to the genre. There's wisdom literature too. Um, bring up a child in a way should go and not depart from when when he's old. That's wisdom literature. So does that, does that mean is it a promise or is it typically this is the way it should work and it will work and you should follow these guidelines? Yeah, because it's wisdom literature. All right, that's our GE genre, and so the T in Gitma is um, oh, what was it? Type of speech. Okay, so sometimes somebody will use um, hyperbole, hyperbole, to throw over hyperbole. That fish was as big as a house. Okay, not really, but it's big. It's just a way of speech. There's um, Matthew, I didn't wear my reading glasses today, Matthew 9.35, um, the whole city came out. Really? Every single individual person in the city? Or is it just it looks, appeared like everybody came out? The whole city came out. So that's called um, hyperbole. And then there's also metaphor. Now it's like a simile. See what I did there? Simile says like or as. It's like a flower. It's like a rainbow. You know, things like that. But metaphor is where, like Jesus, for example, he, in Matthew, in John 10, 7, he says, I am the door. Okay, uh, that's a metaphor. I am like a door is a simile. So it, it, it's, it's a stronger connection that he's trying to make. I am the door. Okay, is he literally a door? Well, he's, he's making a point. He is the door. Okay, he is the way to the Father. He is the way into the, the sheepfold. And then this comes, becomes important, Luke twenty two nineteen. He says, this is my body. Talk, Jesus talking about the Lord's Supper. And there's lots of debate over, <laughs> is that a metaphor or is that literal? So, uh, and you can't tell just from... The, the literature. So you, the way you read it, it's like, well, he, I don't, I'm not sure what he meant. Did he mean it to be a metaphor or did he mean it to be literal? And that's where our first rule of scriptural, uh, biblical interpretation comes in, which is the analogy of faith. The Bible is its own interpreter. You have to use the rest of the Bible to say, all right, well, what does it seem like Jesus means in context, in, in, in the immediate context and in context of the rest of the Bible? So we use the Bible to help interpret that. And there's still people who disagree um, on that. Is it a literal, this is my body, or is it metaphorical? And I believe it's metaphorical, but there's also a spiritual connection there because there's a little more to it than just a metaphor. So see, there's a lot of things that go on and we would expect God to be complicated, um, but understandable, which is one of our un other lessons. All right, so um, types of speech. You have to understand when you're reading something, poetry, clapping your hands, for example, the whole city came out, this is my body, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, things like this. These are metaphors, what do they mean to um, communicate? And then our um, M and A, which is um, uh, ma, get ma, is meaning and application, okay? Uh, meaning is one. There's one meaning to a passage, and it's what the author intended for it to mean, doesn't matter what you feel like it means to you, um, but when Jesus said, I am the door, if, I, if you go around and say, oh, what does that mean to you? So that's a different question than what do you think that means, 
What do you think the author meant? What do you think Jesus meant? But what does it mean to you? Because somebody can say, well, to me, you know, that kind of means like um, we have fresh beginnings. Or somebody else says, well, to me, that means we can make a bunch of money because I make doors. Or to me, it can mean there's just no way to get in because doors are always slamming our faces. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what did Jesus mean by it? And that's, that's the important thing. Dr. Kara, one of my seminary professors, said meaning is a circle. And what he meant by that is there, meaning is a circle, all right? So there's a circle. In the middle of that circle is what is meant. Now, there are other things that can be implied, you know, through I am the door. Well, that means he is the only way to the Father. That's the meaning of the center of that. Well, what are some other things? Well, there's no other way. Yeah, that's inside that circle. See, um, there is a way in. Okay, that's inside that circle um, that we can make money by going through doors. No, wait a minute now. That's outside that circle. Okay, so meaning is a circle. That's what is meant by that statement. And the only way you know if I'm right about what I just said is about is is that what Dr. Kara actually meant when he said that? Now that's what, how I take it. That's what I mean when I say it. <laughs> you see, so the important thing when reading the Bible is what did the Bible? But does the Bible mean when it says something? So you have to make sure you get the the genre right. You understand the type of speech is being used, and you make sure you try to find the Bible's meaning of something, and then we get application. Application can be um, huge. And I see I wrote some notes on application. Application is how do you apply this to you? Well, Jesus is the only way. I need to, I need to abandon all other um, hope of salvation through anything else other than Jesus. He's the door. Um, there is a way for me to get in heaven. I've been thinking there's no way, but with Jesus being the door, what that means is I'm able to, and see you have these interpretations, if you're, these applications, if the application of Scripture is based on the actual authorial intended meaning of a passage okay so i hope i haven't made things um, too confusing in this but let's just look at it real quick i got a couple minutes here um genre you have to know the genre of the writing and then interpret it according to the genre okay so a lot of people interpret different things in the bible in some strange ways because they ignore the type of writing that a particular book is written in um, and then you have to make sure that you make sure if it type of speech. Sometimes it was he using hyperbole, was he using a metaphor, uh, was he um, being sarcastic? You know, is this person lying about something? You know, but these sorts of things. You know, but what was the type of speech that was being used? And then um, so get ma the M was uh, meaning. You, you seek to find the meaning of the author, not and meaning is one. You don't have multiple meanings. Like he didn't mean he didn't mean one thing and then another. You know, he meant this and there's applications that we can make for these things. So you're not gonna have contradictory meanings. It's like what did he mean by the words that are written on the page? And we interpret those words according to regular literary ways of like you read anything else. You read the paper one way, you read the a fairy tale the other way. I might have to think about that a bit. Do you know what I mean? So next time we're going to look at what's called grammatico or grammatical historical interpretation. Now, how do we um, use, what does that mean? So we're going to talk about how do you interpret the words um, what did they mean basically is what did they mean then what the when they use those words when they were written what did they mean that's basically it but we'll look at it a little more 
And we're going to start, um, as we go further into it, we'll go into more examples. But I am trying to keep these at 12 minutes. Because, and I want to encourage you to read the Bible because God is the author. It has authority and it has power. Okay, pray for us. We'll pray for you. Um, God bless.